to another episode of the blind chatter podcast i'm your host tanner and i am joined again by the man from the covid internment camp got it from sucking dicks at a glory hole at a gas station big chief no what's going on buddy glad to be back i'm glad you're here man i i heard you got it and we we're talking about it and uh i was a little worried about about how you're you're talking about being super lethargic and not being able to smell anything can you smell anything now no I could have I could have just shit my pants and wouldn't know. <laughs> no, and 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 no taste. No taste. Have you been eating yeah, super healthy yeah. then, or? Yeah, the, the I think the odd the thing for me was just no fucking energy, no stamina, no energy, yeah. um, for probably six seven days, and then um, you know I don't know it was probably 13, 12, 13 days ago now and. And say what day you're you're coming up on two weeks, aren't you? Yeah, I actually I think I caught it on my last flight. Um, but you were wearing been, weren't you wearing a mask? I was wearing a mask. Oh my god, I was not because I wanted to, but because that's what you guys do. Wait, hold on, a side topic here. Did you hear about the dude getting booted off of the Delta flight for wearing a thong over? His yeah, face did, he didn't did have you a mask? see? Did you see the lady two days ago that? ended up getting arrested for like slapping that elderly guy because <laughs> did you see that bitch no. <laughs> yeah she like totally freaks out and is like yelling at this elderly guy i think that they're close to first class it was a flight from tampa to uh, atlanta and just is going off and finally the stewardess comes with like the cart to kind of like shove her out of the way i was i was looking at it yesterday it was probably two days ago I saw it on so probably Instagram, and then yet last night I was on uh, a news channel's website and national news, and uh, and they were talking about there was an article, and the fucking dumb bitch used to be a, a Playboy model like in the eighties, and so like she now, she slapped a dude like an she old slapped dude? an old man for not wearing his mask supposedly it looked like he'd kind of taken it off to like eat something or drink something she just like went off on him and i guess she just got like a dewey back in november like she's just she's a fucking a train train wreck hot streak bimbo so oh, god but yeah so uh but do, doing pretty good i i hunted uh, the day after Christmas, and that was a mistake. It was, it was a great day out. It was, obviously, it was snowing. We had quarter freaking size snowflakes that day. Uh, hunting wasn't the greatest for me, but it was it was fun to get out and get out with the dog. But uh, uh, I decided my ass got kicked, so uh, waited until today to get out and got out today and put the smack down on some little fucking geese. Yeah, it looked like you guys had a nice little handful. Yeah, it was, it was. So you got kind of shafted then on your your hunting over Christmas. Yeah, because I always get the week after Christmas off. And I know. Yeah, I yeah, got way shafted. So I haven't worked in what two going on two weeks. Yeah. Is tomorrow. that your guys' is that your protocol? Are you going back uh, on Monday? 
go yeah go back on monday yeah, yeah. um so the I friday before time off towards the end of the season to get out i think i'll probably just take like every wednesday off for the next four weeks yeah so but yeah it was uh it was it was interesting obviously no smell no taste no energy but it you know my thing was is that you know I don't, i'm not vaccinated yeah. and obviously traveling the world and doing all the things that I do, I always felt that either I had had it or I was asymptomatic or there was some weird reason why I hadn't got it so far. And uh, um, I would just say for me, it was a really bad case of the, uh, of uh, a bad, bad flu bug um, in regards to energy, kind of like pneumonia. And, but it never got into my lungs. I was going to say, how's so, your chest doing? I mean, you feeling Yeah, my chest was good all along. I was kind of concerned about that because I, I know some, or I know of some people that know some people that are in pretty good health that, you know, had to, you know, go into the hospital that were, that are in better shape than I am. So I was a little bit concerned about that, but I didn't have any breathing chest problems or anything like that. But I also have heard that it affects everybody a little bit differently. Yeah. So it's good that you're on the road to recovery. Yeah. I still can't taste my chew very good. Can't really taste it at all, um, but I get like uh, salt taste and and sweet and spicy a little bit. That's about it. Hmm. Good no, taste to have. I mean, yeah, but man, I told somebody the other, the other day. They asked me. They're like, so what were your you know your biggest things? And I said, well, other you know, I'm getting the energy back, and I feel pretty good about that. But no smell, no taste, and. I love food and I hate stinky people. So now, and I, I told another friend of ours that you did a collab the other day on Instagram, on our, on our Instagram page with, uh, I told him a couple of days ago, I said, I guess now's time to become a skinny kid. Yeah. There you I go. I don't have any fucking taste. Yeah. God, yeah. that's horrible. I've heard, uh-huh. I mean, I've heard of people that are going on like, I want to say like four months. He told and me they're still not like almost a year, and he still doesn't feel that his taste is. Did bad. he have it? Hmm. Oh, apparently, I didn't, he, I didn't know he got it. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. Oh yeah, he did. I remember because it was almost. It was like yeah, it was like almost. A, it was during duck season last year. Yeah, got I it. think the time because I was supposed been, to hunt with him, yeah. and he was like, I like I can't. I, mean, I got COVID, and I was like, yeah. oh, and he's like, yeah, he's like, have you had it yet? And I was like, no, and he's like, how have you not had it? Yeah, like and I don't another know. Another guy that's not far from us when we're hunting. Uh, he told me that like he still thinks that that a couple of them are a couple things are a little bit off still, and it's been over a year for him. So yeah, we'll see. Hmm. I don't know. I was reading stuff online, and they're like, "Oh, you can go like see like a specialist and like retrain your brain how to smell things and how things taste." I'm fuck that. No, thank Jesus. you. I'll get some buffalo wild wings. Give me some like. Get the, yeah get the hot do the hot challenge yeah right i mean that's all fine and good till it comes out the other end because i'm sure you can still feel that uh, yeah i'm sure you can be be begging for ice cream to follow that sucker with yeah well it's good that you're you know coming back and you know hopefully if you can't smell life will go on life will go on i right. going to the hospital yeah well it's too bad that you didn't get too much hunting and i did i got I, I mean, I don't want to, I didn't get a lot in, you know, I went Friday. Uh, I didn't go Saturday morning. Decided to sleep in 
Sunday morning when on my way home Saturday night, snow started sticking over here. I was like, you know, I really should go out, but I couldn't even get to the pothole. Mm-hmm. The whole road coming in was like under a foot and a half of water. I was like, this is, I'm not even gonna, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. enjoy my sleep in and mm-hmm. head out and see if I can't find something for a different day. Yeah. But yeah, we ended up going on Friday uh, with our buddy, went out to the Field of Dreams. I just started calling it that now. That's a, that's a good name for it. Well, I was thinking the corn and Kevin yeah. Costner and, right. you know. Um, so, yeah, we went out there on Friday. And we scratched out a three-man uh, almost right at noon. Okay. And I was ready. I was ready to start throwing hands with him with old, old, old rice. We had a, we needed, we needed one duck. what did we need? We needed one duck and we had a three pack of pintail come in and they made a pass on us at like a 25 yards right in front of the pit. And I'm like, got my gun in my hand, like waiting for, you know, waiting for him to call the shot and he never called the shot and then they <laughs> bounced out. And so I flipped my panel down on the front. I leaned forward and I go, Hey, I don't mean to like tell you how to do your job, but like we need one bird. It's 1130. Like we said noon, we needed one bird. There was our one bird. Like we did, we needed one pintail. We had one pintail left for the three of us and we needed one bird. Like that was, that was the, the golden. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I don't know why you guys didn't shoot. I'm like, cause you didn't call a shot. Like (laughs) this is your gig, man. Like your name's on the door. Like you're the one that calls a shot. We follow directions and that's that. Yeah. Well, then the next we had a uh, some mallards come in, and I didn't wait for them to call the shot. They came right across, and I just flipped down. My buddy followed suit, and I don't think James even got it to take a shot. We poked the one guess, down and wrapped yeah. it up, and call it out day. Yeah, good for Maybe. you guys. It was a fun day, though. I mean, it was kind of it was weird, you know. I'm so used to seeing these bigger, not big groups, but groups of like 10, 12, yeah. 15 widgeon, and like. I, I don't think we shot into a group. I think we had we had sing, we had solos and we had pairs. We had nothing mm-hmm. more come in. The only thing more that we had come in were pintails and and mallards. Mm-hmm. But everything else was solos Singles and pairs. pairs. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, it was a pretty good mixed bag. We got. Uh, I think we got two. I think we got two pintail. Yeah, no, it looked like a good shoot. Six or seven mallards, and then. The rest of widgeon and some teal, and I shot some ringneck for old Layla to retrieve. There you go, perfect. They came Good in and nobody guys. nobody wanted to shoot, and I'm like, I'll you know whatever, I'll shoot. And this is coming from the guy who had less than a box of shells, like on the like less than half a box of shells side, and yeah. I'm shooting at ringneck and just letting them fly. And then I reach into my box and I'm grabbing cardboard, and I like look over my buddy, I'm like, hey, uh. Yeah. did you bring yeah. that extra box of shells and he's yeah. like you are you out and i'm like i mean that guy pretty close man <laughs> i was also wondering if you if you if you have any chew because i don't have any chew either <laughs> oh my god you're that guy Fuck. Uh, i've been that guy a time or two also a time or two yeah that's yeah that guy mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah i ended up getting some more shells and it, it was it was fun good but yeah i did that friday didn't hunt saturday sunday what did i do monday monday i took my oh i took my wife to work 
And then I went and yeah, kudos, brownie points. Took her yeah. to work, um, mainly as an excuse so that I was already in Corvallis so I could go hunting. Uh, I go. walked down a flooded cornfield and I watched thousands of pintails come in. And I mean, it was, if I could shoot seven pintails, I would have been the happiest man in the world. But mm. only being able to shoot one was like a super Debbie Downer yeah. because you have one bird and you have an assortment of mature birds you limited quick though didn't you <laughs> no no i didn't <laughs> i waited and it's funny you say that because i had widgeon come in and they came in separate from a group of pintail three of them so i thought and i thought i could get one more pass out of them i didn't and they landed out a little deep and i was like <sighs> You know, I could probably, I could probably make this work. You know, I was shooting right at like right level with them. So I opened up, I stood up, just held like a body width high, pulled mm -hmm. the trigger. And when I pulled the trigger, it went boom. And that bird got up and it flew, it jumped up into my spread. I swear to God, jumped right up into my spread, fell right back down. Only one. They were all three sitting together. Only one got it, though. The other two got up. They flew out, and they made one wrong turn. They came right back at me, and I turned around my blind and went poof, poof. Got all three of them, and I was like, all right, man. That's three. That's, I got four widgeon now. Now I can shoot my pintail, scratch out a couple more widgeon, and head out, you know? Yeah. So I walk out there, and first bird I pick up is a penny pen, and I'm like, that's a good start, you know? <laughs> grabbed that one and then i grabbed the other two widgeon i was like well at least the other two were widgeon you know yeah. so yeah i shot uh i think i shot four ducks and three geese perfect oh so, had no intentions of really shooting geese but you know and you're we were talking before this about uh your goose hunt today where you were mm -hmm. kind of hoping that would snow on it you know yeah well i loaded all my stuff in my truck on thursday night before on the 23rd before christmas eve because we were supposed to go hunt a different field before we got a phone call to go hunt a different place um and i just left it in there during all of this like i mean all my shit had eight inches of snow on it you know and it was all like frozen solid and i was like well this is cool you know but it ended up working out really well because my blind was already wet so when it snowed the snow it like stuck to it it like froze to the fabric yeah and I like put my blind out and I set it all up and like the snow wouldn't come off even when I opened the doors and I was sitting on the edge of a, of a flood line. So there's mm -hmm. only a little bit of snow and I like, I matched perfect for like two and a half hours. Yeah. And I just started to melt today. off and but, perfect. That worked out well then. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. You know, it was weird though. Cause I didn't get out there and get set up until like 10 o'clock. Cause I took my wife to work at like eight, you know, yeah. and then driving down 99 in the snow and everything and the ice you know it was just kind of it's not sketchy but you know yeah but ice is not my i don't like driving in ice but no. you know but yeah i didn't get set up till 10 o'clock and then it was just weird because like i picked up at like two and it felt like it was like 10 uh, yeah. because i'm so used to hunting from you know right. seven till 10 or 11 or noon or whatever i'm mm -hmm. not used to going from 10 till you know fucking right. the middle of the afternoon <laughs> Well, that's a pretty good day for the middle of the middle of the day hunt, though. That was pretty productive. I mean, birds were flying all day long. Mm -hmm. It was weird. And then our buddy set up um, 
in a field kind of adjacent to me, a flooded wheat field, volunteer wheat that came up in like October because mm-hmm. of the warm weather. And they end up shooting like 49 birds. Nice. All like almost all widgeon. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. we're. <laughs> can i get some widget over here you know like would have made my day a little bit easier uh-huh. yeah. but yeah so i did that and then uh, i hunted yesterday and yesterday was a shit show not from the beginning almost from the beginning uh-huh i went out i hunted one of our the fields around our you know where we duck hunt at it's got a yeah. pit blind on it it's on the edge of the refuge and Normally guys go out there and they just like sky blast geese that come over, but there's a bunch of ducks out there. And I was like, man, I bet I go out there and you know, I bet I could scrape out a limited ducks from the pit. I went out there and got all set up and he, the farmer, I, I told the farmer, I go, Hey, I go, I made a comment about, you know, Hey, you think when it dries out a bit late season, I could take my truck out here. It's like a fescue field. And he's like, yeah, but you can't do it right now. And I go, no, that's fine. He goes, you can just take my four wheeler though. And I'm like, no, it's all right. He goes, no, take the four wheeler. And I was like, okay like i'll take the four-wheeler yeah i told him i'd get him a uh fifth pendleton okay let me take his four-wheeler let me take his four-wheeler and dude there is it's so hard to haul decoys out on a four-wheeler that has a like a you know it's got the spray 20, tank on the back 25 gallon spray tank on the back the wand on the front i'm like how am i gonna haul this stuff out without like dude, you should stop by here i got one of those uh sleds that you could have pulled behind it yeah i just kind of like I could just hook them up to like ratchet straps and just like drag them out, you know, but, right. but I ended up, you know, making like four trips, but it was worth it. Cause I didn't have to pack it out. Mm-hmm. Um, ditch that thing out in the field a little bit further away and, um, got all set up and it was weird though. You know, I, I, when I hunt that spot, I typically try to shoot big geese cause that's all I can get to work in that little area. You know, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a lot of little geese fly over it, but I don't really like sky busting like mm-hmm. in general. But yeah. D's at that matter, you know, is a little bit more of a situation. Um, and I was sitting, I was going in and out of this pit blind. And it's like, I felt like I was at church. I was like up and then I was down and I was up and I was down and I was up. And I finally was like, you know what? I got a stool. I took a stool out of the pit blind. I threw it out underneath this shitty little tree. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to sit here and wait. And, I'll, you know, I'll be able to see whatever's going on around me and i'm sitting there and i'm on tiktok and i'm not paying attention and i look up and i got three geese just 15 feet off the ground coming in like wing set and i'm like oh i'm like oh they're probably duskies you know mm-hmm. thinking you know right so i don't even pull my gun up and they land and as soon as their feet hit the ground they sit down and i'm like what the hell like you're just going to like pop a squat right here in the middle of my decoys. Like, so I'm sitting there looking at them and they're all, you know, cacklers. And I'm like, all right, well now my gun's like a foot and a half away from me on a metal six inch pipe, you know? So I got to figure out how to get that off the pipe without kicking them up, you know? So at least I'm like ready for them. Right. So I grab my gun. They don't even notice. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like thinking ahead and I'm like, okay. I can get a pretty cool video. They're pretty close. It was like, they were like 30 yards. I'm like, I'm going to set my phone up on my box. I keep my flippy in and I'm just going to press record and I'm going to step to the side and I'm going to step out and they're going to get up and I'm going to go three for three and I'm going to have an awesome video and it's going to be perfect. So I get everything going and I step up 
I step out. They don't even they don't even move. They're just chilling. It's just sitting there. Like, all right. It's kind of weird. So I, you know, start yelling. I'm like, hey, hey, get up. Hey, nothing. It's just sitting there. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Um, so I grab a couple empty shotgun shells and I fill them with mud. Like this is how much I this is how much is going on around me without them even giving a, sh- a, a total shit about anything. Yep. So I've got a shotgun shell full of mud and I take it and I like lob it trying to hit a decoy to like, you know, spook them or something. I mean, I, if it was call of duty and it was a grenade, that goose would have been dead. Like it was that close to it. Didn't even move. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm going on, like, I took three or four videos. I'm going to have to look. I took like four videos of this because they were so goddamn long. Like, <laughs> The first video was like four and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. This video's three, three and a half minutes. And this is that shit that you posted on the Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our on Instagram the Instagram. <laughs> so I end up taking a video, you know, they don't get up. And so I get frustrated and I go back and I turn the video off. And I'm like, okay. So, like, what am I? Cause I can't, like, a lot of people that were, that like sent me a message were like, why don't you just, you know, ground swat him. And I'm like, I mean, I could have, but I would have like destroyed my entire spread, you know, at 30 mm-hmm. yards, you know, my spread so big. I mean, I would have just, it would have been collateral yeah. damage all over the place. And so that's why in the video that's posted on the reel, you see me walking through the water because they're the way I set my decoys up is I left like a little hole in the middle. Yeah. And I would have only been shooting one of my shells okay. at two of the birds. So I was like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. go around. And I'll just ground pound them and I'll just lose, I'll lose one shell. Boo-hoo. Right. I'll, get, I'll get over right. it. Yeah. But anyway, so on the third video, I set it up and I told myself, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk at them. And then if they don't get up, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to town on them. And that's what's going to happen. And so I get up and I walk over to the edge and I grab like three or four empty shell holes from my pile and I fill them all with mud and I just stuff them into my waiter pocket. So I've got them and I'm walking on, I'm walking through the water trying to be as, because at this point I'm like 30 yards, I'm like sub 30 yards away. So if they get up, whatever, you know, it's not like they're 60 or 70 yards out. I'm wanting them to get up and I've got a shell in my hand and I'm like kicking and splashing and screaming. Like I looked so ridiculous. Like I, and they won't get up, you know? And so I throw a shell and I peg a decoy, like two decoys in front of this one. Bird doesn't even get up. Doesn't really? even think about moving. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Like, and now they've moved. They've moved to where I don't have an angle at a ground shot. I, I mean, I would have been, I would have been needing to go to Cabela's and get another half dozen decoys. Mm-hmm. So I move up on them a little bit more. I'm getting like 20 yards. They're still just sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm like, I'm like too close to even like shoot them on the ground, right? And I'm like kicking and screaming, and they won't get up. And finally, I get to like, I get to about 10 or 12 feet from one, and I'm like screaming, like bloody murder, trying to get this thing to get up. And he like goes to get up, and I think he had been shot before. Because he like stood up and he stumbled, like his foot was all messed up and he couldn't really walk. <laughs> and I was like, do I just shoot this thing? Like, 
and I, I would have just lost. I would have, it would have just been garbage right. at that point. And, you know, I gave him a chance to get up, gave him a fair chance. And he got up and I pulled up and I put my bead right, like just right in front of his face, which I guess is too far of a lead for 15 feet. And I fucking whiffed just huge. I was like, shit, like this is going to be like, cause now I've only got two shells left right. and I've got three birds and I'm so close. I mean, I'm not even going to get, I'm not going to get any collateral. I'm not going to go three for three or whatever. Right. And so I pull up and I go to the bird that's in the middle because he's like another like 10 feet further. So this one's like almost 10 yards away. Mm-hmm. Miss <laughs> bigger than shit. And then I'm like, okay, well the middle one's getting further away now. So I'll just go for that one again pull up click i only had two shells in <laughs> probably because the one that you threw was a fucking loaded round not a fucking mushroom <laughs> one <laughs> oh, i forgot that when i got done hunting the other day i ejected the one out of the chamber and i left the two in the magazine for some mm-hmm. stupid reason yeah and uh when i got off the four-wheeler i just clean clock loaded one in never put a follow-up in all right <sighs> So that was my, I, that was the most embarrassing waterfowl and you got it on video. experience that I've ever been a part of, let alone getting it on video. <laughs> I mean, and that's why the video is cut short with only two shots. Cause there's only two goddamn shots. I only had two shells in. You ever done that before? Um, I, I probably have. I, I, no, I mean, have you ever set up a camera to record you killing going three for three on geese that landed in your spread? Oh, no, no, I've never. And had then that. go 0 no. for 2 and not even have a third shell in? I mean, it's basically 0 for 3. <laughs> it was 0 for everything. Like, just a fucking giant 0 for. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible. But so, and I talked to some people about it and I was like, dude, these, like, they have got to be the dumbest cacklers that I have ever scene i would expect that from a dusky mm-hmm. not a cackler mm-hmm. and i'm a hundred percent positive they you know, were there, there was one a couple of years ago we were it was you know but i think right before the third period mm-hmm. and we were in some layout blinds and shooting hunting some sheet water for some ducks and this stupid single cackler came in and landed probably i don't know 15 feet from there's three of us landed 15 feet from my brother and i think my brother was on the left side of me and this little freaking cacklers just like a cartoon waddle along the sheet water walking towards us and my brother goes if he gets close enough i'm gonna jump out and catch him right yeah and he just freaking like i said like a cartoon kept on plugging away kept walking towards us and he got, I would say, probably about five feet from the blind. And my brother jumps out of his freaking lay down. And, you know, he probably got within four feet, five, four and a half feet from him. But yeah. uh, he took off. But then, like, he took off and then, like, circled back real low, you yeah. know. So I almost um, wonder if some of these birds, like, they get they get shot. Yeah, like they have like some sort of a now this is going a little bit deep, but I'm almost wondering if they have some sort of like a trauma. Sure. Or like they don't have like a Mm -hmm. they don't have that cognitive like ability Mm -hmm. to make decisions like hey survival. 
Yeah, like their survival instinct is just shot, you know. Yeah. I think that's but, probably a possibility. About I mean, like hindsight being 2020, I probably should have just jumped on that goose because I I yeah, I put a whole I put a month's paycheck that I probably could have caught that goose on the ground. <laughs> I would have had a better chance catching the goose than shooting it. Uh I'd like to disagree with that statement, but based off of how shitty you sound like you shot, you can watch it. It's there. You can see I, I, I watched it. I assumed it was somebody else, you know, videotaping you or you videotaping somebody else. I'm like, man, who who, who would let you post them doing something so fucking horrible? Nope. That was just me. (laughs) That was me. Just me being me, man. That's awesome. I sent it to to my quote unquote dad, you know, dad. And he's like, those have got to be the dumbest cacklers. And I go, yeah, and like the worst waterfowl assassin that's ever graced the earth. Like I, I don't know. I mean, my my spread had to have been about as big as my iPhone 12. You know, but like, like I told him, I go, what am I supposed to do? Aim for the center of body and just blow a hole through it? Like, what's even the point of shooting it then? Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I missed because if I didn't miss, then I mean, it would have just been a waste. Yeah, that was t- today we we needed it to be done and cleaned up and packed up by noon. And, uh, anyhow, uh, you know, we were in the panel blind and again, it didn't snow. So I, I, so our hide wasn't as good as what I really wanted it to be. So, you know, I, we got the majority of our birds fairly quick this morning. And then obviously, you know, by nine 30 or so, it got a little bit brighter. It wasn't as stormy and the birds were not wanting to come in as tight. Right. And, um, so we've been sitting, there was three of us and we've been sitting on, I think nine or nine or 10. So we had two or three to go and it's like 1130 and it's time to pack things up. And here comes probably, I don't know, 200. And they're just, they're trafficking, but they're 20 yards off the deck, just a long stringer just coming at us, right? And I'm like, well, I'm going to wrap this thing up, boys. Like, yeah. we're going to hit our timeline. We're going to get our limit. And they came in, and we shot nine times. And they, you know, first shot was probably 25 yards. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think I'm a bad shot, but that thing made me look pretty bad. Yeah. Made three of us. Cause I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was a wall of steel that they flew into, but the other thing that was interesting is the second that you jumped up, the birds today would just cup the, or turn their wings a little bit. And all of a sudden, just cause it was blowing they're so gone. hard, they're gone, mm-hmm. you know, they're gone. So yeah. we did, I don't know that we needed to shoot all three times each person, but Anyhow, well, that that I'm glad you got your uh, situation thingy, majigaroo on video because that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm glad I got it on video, but like at the same time, I wish it would have gone a different way. <laughs> sure, but now you can at least say that that'll probably be the only time that'll ever happen to you. Yeah, I mean, it almost happened again though. The same hunt, same same situation. I had a four pack come in like over the top, like with the wind of little geese. Yeah. 
with What's the wind. With these little, little, I don't little know. groups. I have no idea. Like huh. I was sitting in the pit line, like again on TikTok, just hanging out. And I just from the brim right underneath the brim of my hat, I could see a body coming down. And I was like, oh, duck, you know. So I look up and there's three geese back winging, and there's one making a pass out behind it. And they're they didn't make a noise until they started back winging. And they started squealing and squawking. Really? And I was like, what the hell? You, you know? So I grabbed my gun and I wanted to wait for that other one to come around because I need four, you know? And I thought, you know, if I get that one as its feet, you know, its toes are touching the water, then I could yeah. get some, you know, a little bit of collateral going on. So I left the phone away for this one. Um, and I ended up going three for three, <laughs> barely. Like, I just don't. I don't get it. Like, just, yeah. you know, but whatever. It was cool, though. I mean, like I said, I'd never decoyed cacklers out there like that before. And for them to be in small groups like that, it was, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. But there was a lot of, gi- there's not giants, but big geese. You know, I don't think we'd really get a lot of giants over here, if any at all. But right. there was a group of eight that I worked for like, I swear to God, like 15 minutes. <laughs> And their necks, I mean, their necks were, they were probably 14, 16 inch necks. I mean, they were probably 14 pound birds, 15 pound birds, just huge. Like those two monsters that we dumped in the farm mm-hmm. pond a few years ago. I don't know if they were that big, but they were huge. And huge. I was like, these are the ones that I come here for because they work so well over this water. Like they see floaters and that's like the light switch comes light, on yeah. and they're, you know, they're in there. Yeah. But I worked them for like 15 minutes and finally like they ended up swinging out over 99 and I think I just, I lost them. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I ended up getting three, three geese yesterday, which, you know, one short of a limit, but in Oregon, you're always so close to a limit, you know, you're within yeah. three or right. four birds all the time, you know, yeah. so, but yeah. And then this morning I went out and took my wife's gun, her 20 gauge and uh, shot three teal, which is okay. Cause we got an air fryer mm-hmm. for Christmas. There you go. So I wanted nice. to air fry them, and I never did. I just cooked them and ate them. Um, but I should have had a couple mallards. I had a group of mallards come by, like, really odd. It kind of came – they came into the wind, didn't make any noise. And I was standing up, you know, looking around for birds and because it was, like, 7, 7.40, 7.45. And all of a sudden, right side of the blind, here's two green heads and a hen and then a couple more above them. I don't know what they were. But they just, like, it was like I forgot, like, I was hunting, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, like, flew in front of the blind into the wind. And I'm like, oh, look, there goes some ducks. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to shoot these things, right. you know? And then they, you know, they left. And I was like, oh, God, I probably try to get these things to come back in. And I never got them. And then I had some Woody's Bebop right in front of me. And I was just, I think it I was, was checked out. It was, we had uh, we had some hot and heavy action this morning, you know, like cacklers you know big groups and yeah you know big spinning on you and things are getting a little exciting and you bust them and you're close enough to the x that you know there's other birds that see them from a long ways away and want to come over and see what's going on and yeah. things were working out pretty good for us we just shot and it was probably three four minutes later and we had i think we had like five or six birds down and, it, you know, do we go out and grab them right now? Or are we going to give right. us a few minutes? And it was just enough of a lull 
that it was like, okay, we're going to go run out and grab these suckers real quick. And all of a sudden, probably 15, 20 foot above my head, I hear wings. And I just jump up with my gun and I pull it up. And it was like an eight pack of freaking duskies. Oh, nice. Right. I, I was good enough to at least let them go. But that instantaneous was, you know, it had been so hot and heavy that when they, when that happened, it was. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. it takes is like, you can hear their wings or like you can hear the tips of their wings whistling, yep. or if you can yep. hear the crackle yep. in their wings, like it's just that little. Oh, I, I pulled up and I mean, it was, it was, it was going to be more dead geese. And I Could you like, imagine how cool it would be if we lived nothing against this flyway, but if we live somewhere where like, you didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> you know, it was really, really bad when I was young and yeah. right after I got my goose card and that kind of stuff, cause you were just, I just wasn't as experienced. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're just out there and I would just psychoanalyze the shit out of every single i mean i can reflect back and this is embarrassing to say but there was times that i would have 500 600 cacklers working me and i'm sitting there going i can't tell if they have light breasts i can't tell like can anybody you know and my buddies and i were all pretty greenhorns doing it and yeah you look back now and it's just like yeah I missed out on some piles when I was a kid because, just yeah. because of that. Yep. No, now it's like, you know, I don't care how dark it is. Like if yep. it's small and doesn't have much of a neck and it's got that super sharp, abrupt break in the bill to the forehead, yep. a little bit of puffy head, it's dead. Like yep. the one I shot on Monday, was it Monday? Yeah. The one I shot in that flooded field hunt when I went uh, four and three, um, dude, it was dark. Like mm-hmm. it was very dark. But I mean, I knew it was a cackler, so I didn't have any second when I when I went to pick it up, it was laying on its back and all I could see was like that dark, like chestnut, like chocolate milk. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like and then I grabbed it and I was like, okay, like this is this is better. But there was one today that was a little just a little guy, you know, obviously this year's and. uh, You know, I. I dumped a mallard. We saw, I don't know, and quite a number of ducks is just our hide wasn't good enough, blah, 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 blah. But um, that mallard was, I should have done like a like for like post, you know, hand to hand, you know, because that that mallard was yeah. 90% of the size of that damn thing. We shot one out at the Field of Dreams on Friday that, I mean, and it was funny. It came in with another it came in it came in and a pair a drake and a hen and we got both of them but it was funny because the drake's feet were like they weren't even orange they were like cherry red wow and the hens were like a like a like a, you left an orange you peeled an orange and you left the peel off for like yeah. four days you know it was like that <laughs> kind of like light pale yeah yeah dying you know yeah thought at the exact same time came in together but the feet were so different like it was just crazy and the one the drake was like like you're saying i mean it was it was all of a cackler like Mm -hmm. and some probably like it was i didn't go i didn't leave with the bird declan did but when he cleaned it he sent us a picture of the fat on it and i mean it had three eighths thick not even (laughs) shitting you it was like a half inch of fat over the 
Really? Oh yeah, it was crazy looking. Huh. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just weird seeing that different the pigmentation in the feet. And a lot of people refer to the feet pigmentation as a northern bird versus a local bird, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's necessarily I, true. I grew up being told that. So but did I. I don't think that I later in life I've heard that that's not the case. I've heard it comes from their diets. Yeah. And yeah. the water temperature. Well, we'll have a guest on here pretty soon that'll. Oh, yeah, that's right. That'll be a good question for him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've always I, heard that. And I've never known how to, you know, I know it's a northern, like I know one bird. Well, the one bird I shot was from like the panhandle of Idaho. The only reason I know that is because it was banded, you know, and I was like, yeah, oh, it's a northern just, bird. No, I mean, growing up and just, you know, different buddies or different situations, people would be like, oh, those are northern birds. That's a northern mallard. I'm like, and then later, later on, uh, so I, uh, that's been corrected. Yeah, similar similar thing with uh, how many curls a mallard can have. Yeah, I see a lot of those posts on on Facebook. Like, oh, I shot a mallard with, and they like they'll like pull the curls out, and then they'll like separate all of them. Like, it's got eight curls, and you're like, okay, hold on a second. Like, there's four feathers there, and that one curl. They all go together. That's what makes makes it look so full. Is there's four feathers, four separate. You get what I'm like? I'm like, you, can we move on from this now? Like. Mm-hmm. Curls are cool. Don't get me wrong. You know, I I don't collect them, but I've got my grandpa's picture frame with a bunch of curls in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like yeah. okay. I shot six. I shot a six curl mallard today. I've never seen this before, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! You should get it mounted." And I'm like, I don't even think that's a like. Yeah, it's cool, no. but like, I don't think that's any sort of a determination of no. anything really. No, and I think genetically they can only have two. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think, but again, we'll have a guy on here pretty soon. Yeah, he's, he's, I have a lot of questions for this yeah. fellow. Yeah, like why are these cacklers so stupid? <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was you my any hunting stuff of, for Christmas. Um, well, I got a yeah, kind of. I got a uh, sick jacket from work. It was a we did like a right, we did like a drawing. Yeah, you know where they draw names, and they've got you know he's got a Traeger and a pellet smoker, and mm-hmm. he had some you know just a whole assortment of stuff. And yeah, when I walked in, I saw this sick. Uh, it was a subalpine dew point jacket and a hat combination hanging on the door, price tags on it, the Cabela's tags on it, you know. And I was like, this has got to be part of the the drawing, you know. But it was hanging on the back of the door, like they forgot okay. to put it out, you know. Yeah, yeah, and um. It was like halfway through and it was still there. Everything else worth anything was gone. There was some alcohol left, but you know, and I look at my buddy and I go, dude, I go, do you see that jacket back there? Like hanging on the door. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's not part of the drawing. And I go, I'm pretty sure it is like, it's got Cabela's tags on it. Like nothing's, you know, it doesn't look like somebody wore it in. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think that's part of it. And I go, well, I'll find out, you know, when I get drawn, if it's still up there, I'll go get it, you know, and I'll ask. And sure as shit, pulls a name out of the bag, Tanner. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go find out about this jacket. So I walk up and I grab it and I'm looking at it and I go, is this part of the drawing? And he goes, yeah, take the hat with it too. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Grab it and walk away. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like nobody and like everybody, like there's a couple people that were like, 
that was part of the drawing like and they took like a fifth of crown or like a fifth right. of tito's or like a picture or like a That's like funny. a john deere hat you know yeah i'm walking back with this you know pretty expensive jacket yeah and uh yeah so i got that um i got a new i got a new hat i got a couple new flannels the main thing i really wanted for christmas this year and as i get older i can appreciate it more and more is fucking socks yeah like I was having to double up my socks with like my athletic my athletic socks I golf with to go to work because my heels were blown out. And like it was like the week before Christmas and like I put some underwear on and like my pecker fell out and my wife was like, hey, your your winkies out. And I was like, yeah, I need some underwear, too, for Christmas. Like, you know, I need socks. I need underwear. Yeah. And um, that's about it, because now I'm a grown up. You want me to tell you a major adult move right here? Huh. This is an adult hack. Costco socks? Oh, I can't get Costco socks because I don't make them my fucking foot size big. You know, I need bigger than 13 and everything's like fucking biggest 13 there. So super adult hack. Buy your socks. I buy mine on Amazon because, again, they're bigger than 13s. But I buy two dozen at a time. And I take every of the same brand, so I don't have to match fucking socks up. Yeah. Everything's the fucking same. <laughs> and I go into my sock drawer and I grab every fucking sock about twice a year and I throw it in the fucking garbage can. And then you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, this one's this brand, this one's this brand. Fuck yeah. it. That's like 20 bucks and you're done fucking with socks. That's fair. See, my problem is, is like with my work, you know, like I like to have like your banana hammock your i'm talking thong. about socks guy oh, okay right my socks yeah. Yeah. i don't even wear underwear to work man commando <laughs> you don't. how you doing <laughs> uh no but like i like to have a little bit thicker socks because i wear you know i gotta wear steel toes and stuff sure yeah and i get the steel toe carhartt socks they're like made for steel toe that could be okay. on the steel toes anyways yeah um and then i have my socks for like the summertime that i wear with my hey dudes or like my nikes or when i'm golfing yeah. or whatever i have some of those too but the problem is is it's like i buy like a six pack or i get a six pack of socks i'm like perfect they're socks you know whatever Mm -hmm. that's six like that's that's six days of socks without doing a load of laundry right that should be enough no but it's not it's not come like middle of august september when i'm pushing you know over 60 hours a week like Mm -hmm. those socks get put through the ringer and like they don't like i was hunting in november i remember it was right before thanksgiving and my boots i left my waders rolled down like in my the back seat of my truck one day because i knew i was going hunting the next day i left them in there and like my they like it sweated on the inside of the boots you know and i like put my feet in and i'm like why are my fucking feet wet and i'm like why is my heel cold like so I took them off and like the whole from like the top of my Achilles down to like the bottom of my heel was like bare skin on my boot. And I'm like, this sucks. Like I cannot, I can't keep doing this. Like I have to go buy socks, but I'm so goddamn lazy that I mm-hmm. won't drive to Walmart and go buy just a cheap, like three pack of socks to get me through. Like uh, I got like, you know, my good eight to 10 hunting socks. And then I got, you know, dress socks and ankle socks, that kind of stuff. But my day in and day out socks, man, I'm telling you two dozen fold them. They're the same. You're done. Yeah. 
That I'll have other to do shit, that. Go take it to freaking Goodwill. Feel good about yourself. Yeah. Just don't it, take them your underwear with the skid marks. Well, those ones, they just, once that happens, they just go in the garbage. <laughs> and then I move on with my life. And I tell somebody like, hey, I need some underwear. And then when my wife goes shopping, she comes home with some underwear for me. There you go, man. You win. So, you win again. She always, yeah, she always buys those weird like lingerie ones. Like <laughs> lingerie. Yeah. You know, they kind of like fit. Boxer kind of, briefs. No, they kind of fit kind of weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're wearing them probably backwards. Or I'm wearing hers, one or the other. Yeah, that's probably like, what it why is. Why is this like flossing for me? I'm, I'm a big fan of jockey boxer briefs. Yeah, I wear boxers. I wear boxer briefs. I can't wear boxers, dude. With, with I can't what wear I, boxers Especially because like I wear jeans to work. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't like, yeah. No. Anyway, anyways, back to the jacket. So I got that yeah. jacket, you know, but it was a 2X. Um, so yesterday I went down to Cabela's because it came from Cabela's. Told my God it's a gift and it wasn't the right size. I just wanted to exchange it. <clears throat> They had one jacket, mm-hmm. one like nice jacket down there, a Sitka jacket. Yeah. I wanted the duck oven. I thought they mm-hmm. had the duck oven. They didn't. Was it the Delta or the Hudson? It was the Hudson. Yeah. So I walk in, you know, and they're like, oh, we don't know if we can exchange this for you because it's so expensive and you don't have a receipt. And I'm like, well, I can get a receipt, but I'm not going to be able to get it today because my boss bought it for me and it's a tax write off. So like mm-hmm. you can look it up. You can look up the last name of the company, whatever, but I don't mm-hmm. have a receipt. Um, anyways, they ended up going ahead and give me in-store credit for it, but they only had the one jacket and it was the Hudson jacket. And it's like $550. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing in the back of Cabela's on the phone with Declan, like, Hey dude, uh, I'm about to spend half a grand on a jacket. Is it worth it? Like, do you have this mm-hmm. one? Didn't have it. He doesn't have it. So I called dad. Yeah. Talk to him about it. He doesn't have it. I'm like, so you're telling me I'm going to buy a $550 jacket without being able to talk to a single soul who owns it. Mm-hmm. Like, so anyways, I bought the jacket, Yeah. but I have like $380 in store credit at this mm-hmm. point or 360. Yeah. And then I had some Cabela's points. Yeah. So I ended up only paying like, and I bought a box of shells. I ended up paying like 185 bucks for it. Okay. Nice. So that was you a good deal. Uh, I wore it today and Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Super. I mean, it's like super comfy. It's expensive, but like now wearing it, I see mm-hmm. why it's expensive. Sure. Like yeah. it fits really well. It's got all the pockets that you'd ever need on it. Like it's got the two pockets, the line pockets for your hands. Yeah. It's got the big pockets up top for like your phone or your wallet or whatever. It's got mm-hmm. the call lanyard on it, which I took off. I don't use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's got the big pouches down below. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I, the whole reason I like wanted to get it was because at the end of the month, I go to Boardman, to Umatilla. Oh, for yeah, that hump, that one. yeah. And yeah. I was like, dude, it's probably going to be cold as shit over there. It will be. And I do not want to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to buy this one. And then yeah. I'll probably just order a duck oven uh-huh. to go underneath it for part of the layering. There but, you go. So but that was about it I got for hunting. I couldn't really ask a lot for hunting because I'm kind of the type of guy that when I need something, I just get it just go get it you know like i tried to put a christmas list together for my mother-in-law and i like told my wife i'm like i don't even know what to put on this like it was like socks and then like a couple of shirts and i'm like Mm -hmm. this is it so like whatever else you want to get me just you know get it i got the uh drake bibs the insulated bibs oh yeah those are really pretty nice they got you know the The waterproof ones the ones that are the gore-tech ones Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Those um, are super nice. They are. Uh, they got the, you know, the big shin Cordura and the ass is all Cordura. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I got the uh, blind, the Drake pit blind bag. Oh, did 2. you get that bag? I did. And it is, you know, I, I, I like the Tangle Free Flight Series, that, that one that's the Opti Fade. I, that's my favorite blind bait that I've ever had. But this one's a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I can fit my big camera in there. I can fit all my, you know, thermos, a coffee cup. It has probably 30, 30% more room in it. That's so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So happy with that. Hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I do need to, I'd like to get a different blind bag. I've got that herder's backpack, which is nice for like what you're saying, like putting your camera and everything in. Like mm-hmm. I can put my calls, two boxes of shells, a box of shells for my wife, mm-hmm. my camera bag, and like a big thermos in there for water or whatever. And yeah. it's fine. But like it's so like bulky. Like when mm-hmm. I hunted on on Monday in that field, like I had to go walk out into the fucking middle of the field to put it somewhere because I didn't have room for it. Mm-hmm. Like I just I, I, I would really look into that the tangle free flight series and i have one of the tangle free the smaller bags but i just mm-hmm. use it for like my ammo stores like my boxes of yeah. shells for my wife i have like three or four boxes in there for her yeah um it just sits in my shed but it's so small it's like it barely fits what i need it to fit yeah but so um well let's get we've got a <clears throat> we've got a few questions on here let's get into these hammer those out and i'm gonna yeah. go get dinner yeah, I know. I got some stew going downstairs. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Well, um, let's just address uh, somebody missing cacklers yesterday. I know we already talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. How did I miss that cackler yesterday? Well, you know who you are. You know how I shoot. It was like 15 feet. Like, I just... I guess next year during the off season, I need to practice shooting sub 20 feet. Yeah. It's like self-defense mode. Well, that's what I was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, when yeah. I, I, I don't, I, like I told him, I don't know where to aim. Like when they're that close, like where do I, where do I point? Like, it's like a self-destruct button. Like, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. How did I miss? I, I don't know, man. I, it happens, I guess. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would have rather it not happen, but mm-hmm. it did. It's on video, and now the cat's out of the bag. Then I'm a shitty shot. No, so I wouldn't can... say you're a shitty shot. I see you make some pretty good. We can, we can move on from that. Uh, who whiffed on those geese at 15 yards? Um, that was me, Tanner. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at t underscore Whitley. Late season tactics, huh? Late season tactics. Do you have any late season tactics, Larry? I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't say that this, this is close enough to late season for cacklers. I was running tight spreads. You know, I think I put out a couple hundred decoys today. And obviously with the cold spell that we've had and everything else, all the birds I've been looking at have all been pretty packed, pretty tight. So yep. uh, I, 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 uh, tight and, you know, I'm, I'm a, I was running silhouettes and I'm a big fan of big numbers and running them tight and yeah. let it go. Yeah. I mean, I think late season tactics, I mean, um, you know, it's a great question, but um, that's kind of a broad question because um, you know, a lot of it really depends on what you're doing and scenarios, you know? Um, 
you know, places and tactics for geese for me, I guess, is like you're saying during cold spells like this, like pay attention to how they're feeding. Mm-hmm. When you set up, set up accordingly, you know, if they're all tight together, then, you know, ball them up. You know, it's like hunting September birds versus January birds. Mm-hmm. You know, September mm-hmm. birds are way spread out. I mean, you'll mm-hmm. see if a field of 400 honkers and they'll take up damn near 50% of the field. For sure. Just Absolutely. all spread out, you know. Yeah. Right now you'll see them and you'll see them all bunched together so tight. You don't even know really how many birds are out there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for ducks. I mean, I, I've gone out and thrown a dozen decoys late season and, yeah. and had good hunts. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and that, that falls back on, you know, like we were talking before this, had somebody reach out to me on um, Instagram and talking about blind chatter and, and some questions. And he was talking about how he's heard from a lot of people in the Valley that, silhouettes and socks don't work they don't work um they do work. they do work um i'm not entirely sold on them yet um i think they're a great um they're a great thing to have um like i was telling you before you know when i grew up hunting i grew up hunting over full bodies you know we had a cart full of i think we had 85 or 88 ghg full body lessers and full body honkers and that's what we used um we never had silhouettes we never used socks um we bought some socks for summer lake for snow geese but i don't think we ever even used them um you know i think there's scenarios for it um if you're on the x and you want to have um a little bit more in your face shoot i'd probably throw full bodies if you can get them out there if you can get out six dozen full bodies and you're on the x yeah i don't see why not no and i don't i think that's a good idea i mean but you can also just from an economic standpoint you know yeah you're looking at what eight eight dozen or whatever it is and you know that's you're you're in some cash yeah and how how long is your haul out right and that's now if if you're going to run five dozen full bodies i would feel the comparable of that of silhouettes is probably going to be you're going to run five dozen full bodies i probably would want 10 dozen 10 or yeah. 12 10 yeah. or 12 yeah which you know and that's what i was telling him too is you know a lot of it comes down to the money too like mm-hmm. he's saying you know he's heard that the only decoys you can run are day smiths which mm-hmm. nothing against day smiths they're no. the best Great. decoys yeah. that are out on the market if i could afford to run six or eight dozen of them mm-hmm. i would mm-hmm. but i don't have that in my budget so no and uh, for my situation, right, I'm, I'm pulling everything out with ATVs and that kind of stuff for mm-hmm. me. So, you know, that, that, that's a lot of cubic feet yeah. in regards to trailers. I mean, I, I have a couple decoy trailers and that, that, that would take both trailers to do that. And that might work and that would yeah. probably be great. Yeah. Our buddies hunted with um, some of the DSD guys a couple times this year. Um, he said when they showed up, it was like, you know, it was like the 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 mobs here, like mm-hmm. decoy trailers, carts, like multiple carts, multiple decoy trailers. Um, you know, if you've got the if you've got the setup to be able to get everything out in one, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a nice big cart where you can stuff, you know, seven dozen decoys on it, great man, do it. Mm-hmm. Like or the I, time, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to get out at three o'clock in the morning and Mm-hmm. Go grind it out and set up all your stuff and make multiple trips. Go for it. I think yeah. bottom line, if everything's equal, which is not, but if it was, 
you're better off with full bodies. I 100% agree. Okay. If you gave me 10 dozen yeah. silhouettes or six dozen full bodies, I'd take the six dozen full bodies every day, hands down. Sure. Even Even GHGs. Even I the, will the say worst brand you could find. That I really like the, the dive bomb uh, long stake socks because I think yes. that they're tall enough that you know you can run underneath them. Mm-hmm. And 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 obviously a lot of times we're we're in annual fields and we're trying to find a hide and it's tough. And you know, a lot of times you can just lay down underneath those damn socks. Yeah. I mean, I, there, I've seen right? some of the things that they do with them. You know, they're mm-hmm. hunting peanut fields in Texas right. underneath yeah. the 36 inch stake socks. Yeah. I mean, they shot like 110 lessers. Right. Right. Tell me it doesn't work. Right. Because you're lying. It does work. Right. It does work. But it falls back on scenarios again. Mm-hmm. You know, does it work in an annual field? I don't know. I've never tried it. Maybe. I've done big spreads of, of silhouettes. Right. Right. You I'm, know, I'm and, just talking socks, like yeah, hiding under yeah, socks. I don't know if it works. I've never tried it. It's going to happen. I think by third period this year, I'm going to have five dozen of this, the dive bomb socks. Yeah. 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 But anyways, to get back on uh topic of ass, late season tactics, um, geese, just follow whatever they're doing. Try to mimic it. Um, ducks. I mean, if you're getting into cold spells, like we're getting in right now, um, they're going to be looking for, some sort of like a hot food, some kind of a something they can stock up on carbs. Um, Gotta like eat more corn. Um, a lot of cornfields yeah. right now are gone though. Um, but even the corn, like the stalks, like if you've got if there's still standing stalks and there's water in it, um, I mean, it's probably gonna attract them because they know what they're looking at. Um, they don't know if there's food there or not, but they know that that's a food source. Yeah. Um, make sure you head really well because now we're getting into the time where these birds have gone through. You know, if they're coming from Canada, they've gone through Washington. They've mm-hmm. dealt with Matt Judy and his hooligans. They've come mm-hmm. through Savi's Island. They've come through the north of Salem, northern Salem area. Mm-hmm. And now they're down here in the Mid Valley and they've seen a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the most important thing to fall back on is making sure that you're hid really well. Hide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, um, if you're calling up birds and they're not responding, maybe lay off the calls a little bit. If they're still mm-hmm. not responding, maybe try to be more aggressive. Try a whistle. Try, you know, maybe don't rely on flippy so much um, as yeah, you rely times on. That I've had to pull it. Yeah, maybe you know, yeah. try it. If it doesn't work, pull it. Use mm-hmm. you know, put water motion and use a motion duck spreader. Use a rig and right jerk yeah. rig. Use something. Use a kick splash. Um, yeah, because not all that that flippy is not always. It's not always going to be the money maker. It is a money maker, but not in every single scenario. Um, right. Yeah. May ask favorite calls of all time. God, favorite calls of all time. <sighs> I gotta put Bill and the traffic. That's one of them. Yeah, I was almost thinking um, Tim Grounds, that Tim hybrid. Grounds, yeah. I mean, that thing was an absolute game changer. I don't know if it was one of the best, but, man, that thing was a lot of money a long time ago, and it was uh, a foils uh, straight meat. Straight meat? Yeah. Yeah. That thing yeah. Was, is a growly freaking And that thing call. would fucking scream yes. across the valley, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I had yeah. one for like 
I had that. The other one I had that I really, really, really love that I gave to Declan and I regret to this day, and I'm probably going to take it back from him tomorrow when I hunt with him, is the Zinc Moneymaker. The Moneymaker had, it was really cool, and the only reason I wanted it was because it had the badass dollar signs on it, mm-hmm. and it had that flare, that bell bottom, the bell end. It was a flared end on it. Did that call, I mean, you could get super, super aggressive on it, but if you bag out of it and you just want to get some like really like super goosey out super super goosey tones out of it, yeah. it was like cutting through butter with a hot knife. I mean, it just really? rolled out of it. Oh yeah, and it was super. You could get really really loud because I remember yeah. I used it on the river because you could hear the honkers on the river coming up the river in the morning, mm-hmm. and we'd sit there and we'd just just bellow at them just. and i mean it would just you could hear it echoing down the river on the corner like i mean uh, i mean those yeah i mean tim grounds a hybrid um it's just a classic the money maker from zinc bills the traffic the reload i mean those are all staples in and short read goose calling um i was running the uh what is that the big spin uh-huh bill's big spend a day yeah i was i was i was playing some sweet music yeah man um i've got a old it's not old it's probably like eight years old it's pretty old it's a zinc <laughs> call of death pretty what old eight years it's not like old it's just they've re you know we got like I, I think I got like a couple calls on my lanyard that are over 30 years old. Okay. All I'm saying is, is it's not like I just went and bought it out of the box. Smart ass. Yeah, just, just like eight years, just ago. like eight years ago out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've got the gut so broken on it. It's the one that I always use. Mm-hmm. And I mean, call. I could run, I mean, I could run that call all day long and mm-hmm. I could never miss a beat with it. I mean, I would feel, eh, I'd say I'd take it on the stage, but I've never been on the stage, so I don't know what it's right. like. But right. like you that call, I feel like I could go on stage against Sean Stahl and just wipe the floor mm-hmm. with Sean, even though I know I can't. <laughs> I have that feeling when I yeah. blow that call that I, there's nothing that can that can stop me. My first call here was the uh, first call that I bought was actually an old cum duck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> big old bell on the bottom of it. It was like, they're like 12 bucks at buy mark. Yeah. Basically like you, you bought them and they were like in a Rolo box. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If, if, I will tell you this. I don't have it anymore, but if, if I ran into one, I, I, I would buy it today for 12 bucks just yeah. to have it. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm trying to think duck calls, man. I've had so many duck calls. I don't even know. I what... have an RNT. Uh, Daisy cutter. Daisy. Oh god. Mm-hmm. That I bought. Is that the Coca Bola one? No, this is acrylic, but it's engraved. Oh. It has like the skull on it. I I, I bought it at least twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been. I bought a lot of duck calls since then, and and uh, it's still. Yeah. It's on the start. It's in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Right. It's in the starting lineup, and the one I been, had, I had one forever. It was a zinc power hen. Oh, it's downstairs. Yeah, power. Yeah, I had a yeah. power hen, but I had an open water one. Okay. So it was a it was a bigger bore, and it was a super like thick. It was like really heavy. Okay. But it would scream, and I would use it 
well when i first started hunting on my own i still had it on my lanyard um but i would use it when it was windy and like nasty out because i could cut through that wind and that weather and i could get it to just reach out and touch anything i wanted um i I have an old 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 got a couple of those but i don't i don't run them anymore but that's like that's like dad he i mean what the hell is that thing like uh it's a Haydell dr 85 yeah yeah dude there's a few yeah. people that i know there's a couple guys i don't know if they listen to this but i've seen them they're following me on on instagram and stuff and they use that i think you said it was dr 85 i think it's a, yeah dude they like i have one i have that, two i think like that is their jesus they're mm-hmm. like this is the lord and savior of duck hunting and mm-hmm. you don't talk bad about it like mm-hmm. this thing has killed more ducks than you've seen in your entire life mm-hmm. it works dude then i think that's the thing is like when i hunt with him like i don't like he's a guide but like when i go with him it's like he's not really guiding me right and he'll kind of just be like whatever like i'm just here to be here you know yeah and i'll call but like sometimes when i'm calling like they're not it's not working you know and he hits it and i'll like take a deep i'll just like drop my call i'll take a deep breath and he'll just like and they're just like i'm like what the hell man like it's what are you telling him and he's like it is old school it is it is it is it's old school and i i've done you know like you go down there and do buddy hunts with them and uh-huh. and it is like it's there's something different it's, yeah it's just it's a it's more ducky yeah. i will say yeah. that it does sound yes. more ducky um yeah. but yeah i mean it's funny because like sometimes you know we'll get a group of you know eight or ten mallards that like are being super super stubborn and i'll grab my my jj layers and i'll put my face down into the pit and i'll just wah, 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 scream at them you know and they'll break and they'll come around and then I'll just quack and quack and quack and quack and quack and quack, quack them in and they come right in. But then there's other times where like, they just want that old yeah. raspy been around the block a time or two community yeah. bicycle Susie. The slutty hen. Yeah. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's a list of calls. There you um, go. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, how'd you miss that cackler late season tactics calls? How many birds are in the my brother? How many birds are in the Pacific Flyway? Well, we know there's at least three that you missed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably saw ten thousand cacklers today, and I probably saw six hundred ducks. Yeah, I mean, I was talking with with James the other day about it, and like, I'm like, dude, the geese are gone, you know. And then I went and hunted south of where the border's at or the the refuge at least and uh it was like a totally different there's so many geese around but yeah, i mean there's there's a ton of ducks around a lot of pintails um <laughs> yeah there's there's lots of ducks around um a lot of pintails mallards are kind of getting a little a lot more of pintails. stale i saw a lot of pintails today but um in your experience what is optimal weather for bird killing wind wind i think winds probably wind and just cold you gotta the more they want to eat the more they're going to be down but i think I, I i'm i like wind yeah yeah i mean a lot of people say like the nastier the weather the foul the more foul the weather the more fowl will fly yeah um, at least for us here i don't know that that's the case because i mean 
Dude, Dude, it was nasty. And they're, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wait until it stops snowing. I remember hunting like three weeks ago, and it was like twenty five mile an hour wind, sustained winds with a rain. Yeah, and I left at eight thirty because yeah. I'd seen like ten ducks. Yeah, so I think there's like a happy medium between the two. There is. Um, yeah. I also really enjoy bluebird days. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in the right place, bluebird days, you can get mallards and mm-hmm. um. The thing that I dislike about Bluebird Days is I always find myself set up, not always, but at least in a couple of my spots where I'm facing the fucking sun. Oh my God, that's the worst. And that's the only thing I dislike about Bluebird Days. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking more like Bluebird Afternoons, kind of, where it's like kind of like not nasty in the morning. I like like today. Today, perfect example today. I bet today... If there's, I don't know if there's any wind, but I bet there's any wind there was. at all in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet today would have been okay, mm-hmm. um, especially because tomorrow cool. morning it's supposed to be a little bit cooler in the morning, not mm-hmm. super cool. But Saturday morning it's supposed to be twenty three, I think. No joke. Something like that. Really? But I don't know. I mean, it's just different. I mean, and again, it goes back on what you're hunting too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes geese don't care about weather. They just yeah. they got to eat. They go. Um, but yeah, I mean, optimal killing weather, a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind and other hunters, you know, that's not a weather factor, but like definitely other hunters play into it because if there's a place where they can go where they're not being pushed out of, they're just going to keg up there. Kind of like how you felt in the boys locker room. Now we're getting personal, man. (laughs) Now we're getting personal. No. Yeah, wrong hole, wrong hole. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, Larry, it was a real pleasure having you back in back. action. Back, back in action. In the saddle. Yeah, it was a little weird doing that last one on my own. I felt. Well, th- thanks for thanks for running with it. Obviously, you did a great job, and it was a good good podcast with uh, Eric. So yeah. nicely done. Yeah, it was fun. Um, have to do it again. You and me, baby. Yeah. All the way. I'll buy you some dinner. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we have a, a guest uh, next week. Yes. So. He's feeling a little under the weather right now. Um, yeah. He was going to well, try. I told him just don't worry about it, dude. Yeah. We got it. There's always next week and yeah. lots of time to catch up later. And since I'm feeling better, I'm hoping this weekend that I can get in there and finish the editing on uh, Gabe's. Oh, so yeah. I'll get in there and finish that up. Yeah. Um, obviously I just didn't want to do anything. So that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But okay. Well, well straight shooting this weekend, buddy. Yeah. I'm not gonna be holding my breath on that. I shot grave my wife's gun. I think my barrel's bent. I think I need a barrel. Must be. I think Must that's be. that's what it is. I I'm said not that last tomorrow, too. but I will hunt Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I think we're gonna go out tomorrow and give it a shot. I'm gonna be hung over on Saturday. I'll probably go out on Sunday. There you go. I'm going to a rodeo on Friday. Oh, Super excited. Gracious. I yeah. remember doing that when I was 12. Why you gotta be why you gotta be like that? Well, maybe I was 22. There you go. Well, I'm 26. Okay, so. close enough. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, have fun, man. Be safe. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks for uh thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram and the DMs at blind underscore chatter. Facebook's blind chatter podcast. Let us know your questions, send us your pictures of your hunts. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear that we aren't touching on. Other than that, shoot straight, stay warm, 
Have a good New Year's. Be safe, everybody. And we will catch you next time in the blind. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye.